0: This is the Casper and Chris Podcast.
1: From News Talk KBOI, Boise.
0: Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper
1: and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk
2: KBOI. Today is National Morning Show Host Day. Good morning. Good morning to you too. You're up awful early. They're weird that way.
3: Being host is one tough job.
4: A separate world for freaks.
3: They have completely gone off the deep end.
0: Yes, happy morning show host day. And here's your host. Completely pathetic.
4: Oh, uh, here
5: we go. Hey, happy National uh, Morning Show Host Day, there, Chris. I, you know, we're co-hosts, but I still yeah, consider um, that as you know hosting a show. Thank you <laughs> very much. I. Don't recall ever having um, celebrated that before. It'd be nice to celebrate if, you know, somebody wanted to be really sweet and nice to us and bring us some DK donuts this morning <laughs> or a couple pounds of bacon, either one, I'd be good with either one of those Don't today.
6: start don't start soliciting food from kind strangers.
5: A, why not? It's worked out pretty well before. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's not like There's always it's not food. like either you or I have turned down any food from strangers. Okay, well, before.
6: that's that, that that's <laughs> that's a valid point. <laughs> It's just, uh, it's just not always the safest thing in the world to do.
5: Well, I mean, homemade maybe, but I think DK Donuts is fine. I think, you know, mm-hmm. Chef Wally bringing in a pound or two of bacon. thats I mean, I ate three pounds of bacon. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and just
6: four. withdraw my uh, comment.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, you I, and have, I, I no longer
6: have any objections.
5: I, I, I notice you and I don't have any problem every year during the... uh Christmas season? Toy drive when... Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. I can't remember his name, but he brings us in a couple of pounds of uh, peanut brittle that may be Mm -hmm. the best peanut brittle in the world.
6: Been doing that for years.
5: Yeah. And I'm not a big peanut brittle lover, but that is some of the best peanut brittle. I I will never turn that down. I
6: love it, and I have it once a year.
5: It is 6.07. Um, we we are uh, definitely getting that. This is the first full week of autumn. We got that cool temperatures this morning. We're down to 48 degrees yeah. as we get underway today. By the way, uh, this 48 degrees is not going to be the coolest we're going to see. Daytime highs this weekend are not going to get out of the sa- uh, 60s on Saturday and Sunday with overnight lows in the low 40s. Um, we're getting close to possibly seeing um, freezing temperatures, some areas of the Treasure Valley. It's about that oh, time of year. Bite your tongue. I know. Unfortunately... Um, Coming up here for you uh, this morning, our phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. A couple of things uh, that we will be talking about for you uh, this morning and with you this morning. I'm going to continue to talk about the uh, government shutdown. We are no closer to getting that figured out before the Saturday deadline. Uh, You have a bunch of Republican hardliners in the House that said they will make no agreement whatsoever on a continuing resolution which is what the senate is working on right now to try and uh continue up until uh middle of November mm-hmm. which becomes problematic again in itself so you have a continuing resolution you just kick this can Yeah, does, you yeah. just kick this can down the road to November and what do you have in November and December? A can. You have Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's kind mm-hmm. of hard not to give people their paychecks right before Christmas so they can't do any Christmas shopping which puts a lot more pressure.
6: It's hard and yet every year there are certain uh uh
5: companies that figure out how to do it. Do what? Lay
6: off a bunch of
5: people right oh, after not, between yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, I'm not talking about the laying off part. I'm talking about you're not getting laid off. You just don't get a paycheck. Well, I mean, this either way, you don't get a paycheck.
6: Right. So but I'm, the government,
5: with the closing of the government, right. they're not going to be laying anybody this, off. This is true. Yeah. So just, that just, just puts, when just negotiations <laughs> come around, uh, a little bit harder to negotiate because you get a lot more pressure going, well, wait a minute. You know, you as a congressman are going to get paid. You're going to be able to have a great Christmas and buy a Thanksgiving turkey and buy gifts for your kids because you continue to get paid even when the government is shut down. This is why I think this law needs yeah. to be changed.
6: A large number of them could do it even without getting
5: paid. Yes. But, there I mean, there are some that, you know, aren't necessarily rich that, you know, we'll use one that, you know, we talk to from time to time. Um, you know, I, I think he's comfortable um, but Congressman Russ Fulcher, I mean, he's, he's not somebody that apparently hasn't been in there for 30 years yet, hasn't figured out how to become a multimillionaire. Um, you know, it can cause hardships. There are some, of course, that have been in there that, you know, well off and others whose families are well off. Uh, but still, even if you are well off and you have people coming, look, <laughs> you get to have Christmas and we don't because that's why I think that law needs to change where if the government shuts down, congressmen don't get paid either. Because the weird part is, their staff don't get paid. If Congress, if the government shutdown happens, the staff for the congressman don't get paid. You
6: are not alone in that. I think I've had at least two dozen suggestions just in the last couple of weeks that said, uh, you know, hey, how about if we make the congressman susceptible to the same rules as everybody else?
5: Yeah. It's like, if you're going to shut down the government, shut down the government, you included.
6: Of course, they would have to have the approval of. The, the congressman
5: yeah and that's the problem and that, the same problem you see across the board it's like oh we should have a rule where you have to be a certain age upper end where you can't run for congress anymore mm-hmm. we we need to have a term limit rule and hey so- those are all great and you, if you ask americans uh, probably 80 to 90 percent would agree with that
6: and yet the geriatric congressman will vote to retain their own jobs because
5: that's what they do Good news for some people who uh, haven't had a paycheck for a little while. Not yet good news for the rest of us. The Hollywood writer strike, of strike officially ends today. The writer strike. Mm hmm. Actor strike is still going on. So, for those of you who so, are hoping so. to get your Yellowstone back, you were hoping to get all your shows that you like watching that aren't reality shows. Um, that's not happening as of yet. For
6: now, the words are back, but they will remain on the page for a short time.
5: The, um, What this does affect is if you like talk shows, if you like late night talk shows, those are coming back because Uh they don't need actors to be paid. They just need their writers to write the jokes and the skits and things like that. So they officially will be back as soon as they can get the writers back in and start writing their first show. So, you know, late night.
6: They have uh, writers who write them pages and pages of uh, jokes so they can be spontaneously witty.
5: Or just turn down the jokes and go. Oh well, yeah, that's not funny. I'm going to do know, my they also, own joke.
6: They also do that. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Saturday Night Live. I don't know if this brings this back because uh, Saturday Night Live. You still have you still actors. Still have acting. Yeah. Yeah. You I don't still know. Have actors. I don't know if there are members of the SAG actor G- guild for um, for the for the show. But mm-hmm. talk talk shows will immediately be the first people that you will be noticing back as that writer strike uh, will be ending today. Other thing uh, that we'll be talking about, and something that we started talking about this week, it's a, it's another showdown that is going to be coming uh, because you have until this weekend to make a decision if the Idaho legislature, you have a lot of people that want to see a primary and not a caucus. As of right now, the way things stand, we will be caucusing next year. There's That is a verb, by the way. Trying to figure out whether or not they can call the legislature back in session soon enough. Um, to be able to get the vote done and i mean we're not even to the point of uh either the house and senate agreeing yeah, or the governor to, calling the session back yeah, there's two have, ways that it can happen
6: they don't they don't have to have a, a solution until what uh, saturday Su- sunday or saturday yeah saturday yeah
5: so, plenty, plenty of time but, wow. <laughs> well we heard yesterday um uh, jim had got us on facebook and said it takes you know 48 hours to call them back in session. So now here we are on Wednesday, 48 hours would be Friday, is the soonest that they could come back, which which would still give them time, I think. It starts to be problematic if you get into tomorrow. Now, uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, Nate Showman talked with House Majority Leader Megan Blanksma. You want to hear that interview? Um, you can get to that at com on the podcast. Uh, we do have some highlights and what she had to say and what she wants to see done and exactly where they are as far as trying to figure out whether or not uh, House and the Senate can come together um, that's sometimes hard during the legislative session uh, on issues uh, this one might be a little difficult because so far they haven't been able to come to an agreement to bring everybody back right. So we'll hear from uh, her a little bit later this morning but like I said there's uh, she had a long talk with Nate Shelman yesterday if you want to check out that uh, interview you can on our podcast go to KBOI.com click on podcast and go to Nate Shulman's show those are just some of the things we'll be talking about coming up this morning. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700. Other things we're talking about. Sports with Chris, your first update. Brought to you by Pork Belly and CUNA. If you uh, want to get in for a delicious breakfast and lots of great food, uh, including, as I mentioned, bacon. He does a great job on their bacon. Uh, all sorts of other things get into Pork Belly. They open up in 45 minutes. Baseball Hall of Famer Brooks Robinson died Tuesday at the
6: age of 86. Robinson played 23 years in the major leagues, all with the Baltimore Orioles. During his career, the Orioles won the World Series twice in 1966 over the Los Angeles Dodgers and in 1970 over the Cincinnati Reds. They also lost the World Series twice in 1969 to the Mets and in 1971 to the Pirates. Robinson was named to the American League All-Star team 18 times as a third baseman. He also won 16 Gold Glove Awards, matched only by two Hall of Fame pitchers. Greg Maddox won 18 times, and Jim Cott won 16, like Robinson. Robinson was voted into the Hall of Fame in 1983 in his first year of eligibility. He was named the most valuable player of the 1964 American League season, the 1966 All-Star Game, and the 1970 World Series.
5: Do you think he's uh, one of the best defensive players to ever play baseball? Uh,
6: yeah, probably the best defensive infielder of all time. Uh, if not, you know, maybe uh, Ozzy Smith or something. Yeah. An Associated Press writer once said of Robinson Brooks never asked anyone to name a candy bar after him. In Baltimore, (laughs) people named their children after him. Tuesday on social media, musician Jay Cole, without getting permission first, posted a letter written by his friend, former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick, to New York Jets general manager Joe Douglas, asking to be signed to the Jets practice squad. The letter was written after New York's new free agent quarterback Aaron Rodgers was lost for the season with an injury in Game 1. Kaepernick hasn't played in the NFL since January 1, 2017. In the letter to Douglas, Kaepernick says his training schedule has remained the same for the last six and a half years as when he was playing and that he doesn't believe he's done with football. Worst case scenario, he wrote, you see what I have to offer and you're not that impressed best-case scenario, you realize you have a real weapon at your disposal in the event you ever need to use it. In either of these scenarios, I would be committed to getting your defense ready week in and week out, all season long, and I would wear that responsibility like a badge of honor. However, as the letter was being posted for the public... The Jets were signing veteran quarterback Trevor Simeon to the practice squad instead. Simeon was previously with New York in 2019. He also played three seasons with Denver, one with uh, New Orleans, and one with the Chicago
0: Bears. That's sports. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino.
6: Now
1: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
5: So if you missed out last week, we gave away a pair of Guns N' Roses tickets. We had over 600 people. Text in trying to people, win those tickets last week.
6: People got excited. Yeah. We're giving
5: away a pair of guns and roses tickets. <laughs> I may have underestimated the popularity of guns and roses yeah. in the Treasure Valley. Um, coming up tomorrow morning, we will give those of you who did not win the tickets last week another chance. If you've already won your tickets, you, you can't win again. Uh, so tomorrow morning, all morning long, to, you know. we will be giving you a chance to get your guns and roses tickets right here from 6 to 10 a.m. All morning long, so be listening in beginning at 6 o'clock. We'll give you all the details on how you can get your tickets uh, coming up tomorrow morning. So make sure you're listening in. We'll give away another pair of tickets. Uh, we've got uh, a lot more tickets we'll be giving away. The concert's going to be happening next month. We've got about well uh, three weeks away from the concert. So we got plenty of chances for you to win. But once again, listen in tomorrow morning for your chances. Uh, for those of you who maybe might not get a chance to win the tickets, but you'd love to go and don't have the money, uh, might want to play Powerball tonight. That. Powerball jackpot has swelled to $835 million, at least. Could be a little higher than that, because when the purse gets this big, more people seem to want to play like myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I got my tickets yesterday. Grand prize, uh, estimated cash value of $390 million. No ticket matched, all six uh, numbers drawn on Monday night. Four tickets, however. Three purchased in Florida, one in Oregon. Matched all five uh, white balls and they're all millionaires now. They each won a million dollars. I knew I should
6: have bought a ticket in Oregon.
5: (laughs) The jackpot and
6: and gone to Oregon
5: previously uh, won July 19th. That's the last time the jackpot won. And Mm. if you remember, that Powerball uh, jackpot got up to $1.08 billion. So we're just probably, what, maybe you think maybe two weeks away? From getting to a billion, if we don't get a winner, maybe not even that long. I mean, we're, we're close to 900 million right now. Should be uh, up to a billion yeah. if we don't get a winner over the next three mm-hmm. drawings or and so. It,
6: it rises twice a week.
5: Yeah, three times.
3: Monday, oh, Wednesday,
5: Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays when they have the Powerball drawings. So. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was still twice a week. Yeah, Monday. I think Mega and, Mega and, Millions and, is and Mega twice Millions a week. I
6: thought was twice a week. Yeah, too.
5: Mega Millions is twice a week. Powerball oh, okay. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So, once again, get your tickets. Drawing happens at eight o'clock. And uh, if you can't, if you don't play, you can't win. And keep in mind, your odds of winning if you buy a ticket just a infinitesimal amount better than if you do buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't, you won't win, but... Monday, I mean,
6: Wednesday, and Saturday, it says. Is it Saturday? Okay, it means, Monday, yeah.
5: Wednesday, and Saturday. I knew it was three times a week, I thought. Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, uh, Mega Million is still two times a week. So, once again, that drawing happening tonight. two zero eight three pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, once again, the phone lines are open. You can also email us so if you want to get through and take part in the show. Always encouraged. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our News Talk, KBOI.
5: 6.34, it's uh, cold out, dropped another degree. It's 47 now. Don't forget, coming up, this is starting to be football weather now. This Saturday afternoon, probably not going to be what you would consider typical football weather in Idaho, though. Memphis is where Boise State will be playing. First time ever, these uh, two teams have... Uh, Played. Looking forward to see. These are two of the top teams uh, here over the past three or four years mm-hmm. in the uh, non-power five. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see uh, these two games play. You will be able to hear all the action here beginning at 9 a.m. Breakfast with the Broncos. Bob Beeler, uh, Richie Brockle, and Jay Bates rather start at 9 a.m. Then the uh, pregame with Bob Beeler, p Cavender one o'clock, kickoff at two. You'll hear it across all of our networks here, 93.1 FM, 670 AM. Uh, you got the Google Play, uh, KBOI app, Alexa, TuneIn app, wherever you hear KBOI, you'll be able to pick up the uh, game and listen in. Uh, another quick reminder, remember, listen in after the game to the post game. Once again, because you will hear whatever the play of the game is, they pick the play of the game and they play it back, and then Monday morning we'll give away another fifty dollar gift certificate for some free food if you know what that play of the game is, and the only way to do that is listen to the uh post game
6: based on what I've been reading on the internet, the uh, Memphis team is is taking this game very seriously
5: ah uh, yeah, <laughs> well, and you have to if you i mean no no matter where Boise State looks, you look at last year similar start to the season you you don't you take Boise State lightly and all of a sudden um you're looking a uh, loss right in the in the face um and to,
6: to them this is a statement game
5: yeah yeah um uh, because Boise State has been one of the big power 5 conferences for the past two decades so uh and even the coach said you know when he got there he goes Boise State is who I looked at and who I wanted to be i think a lot of non power 5s um, yeah, you'd you'd say that about? I
6: mean, people who weren't paying attention, you know, figured, well, Boise State came from nowhere and all mm-hmm. of a sudden was really
5: good. The other crazy thing, I mean, we're not even to October yet. Did you see the Boise State men's basketball team started practices yesterday?
6: Yesterday, yeah, they got together. Wow,
5: basket! The first game is only a little over a month away for basketball. I'm looking forward to this year. By the way. Not just because of their returning players, but also some of the uh, new players that they picked mm-hmm. up. We got to see them in action in Canada uh, earlier this year. Some of their new players mm-hmm. look pretty darn good. Some right. of the freshmen, and uh,
6: they seem to have some depth. transfers. Yeah,
5: so. It'll be good. Uh, we'll have football and basketball going on beginning in November, and we'll be keeping you uh, updated right here on News Talk KBOI.
0: Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa. Enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say, Alexa. Open 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on
5: News Talk KBOI. 642. It's Chris Walton Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in, uh, being a part of the show. You can be even more of a part of the show by uh, taking part, calling us, 208 336 3700, pound 670 on Verizon Wallace. You can email Chris at KBY.com, Mike at KBY.com. You can also uh, text us, same as our main number, 208 336 3700. That's going to come in handy, by the way, tomorrow morning. We'll give you another chance to text and win your tickets to see Guns and Roses. That's all tomorrow morning, not this morning, tomorrow morning. So uh, make sure you're listening in. Kind of funny. Um, I, I I sit there at night and uh, I, you know, try to do some reading and prepping for the uh, following day's show. Well, I'm sitting there watching TV and sometimes I'm, you know, kind of half paying attention to TV and half paying attention to what I'm reading. And last night that was one of the things, that, and it caught me by surprise because uh, I was reading a headline that said uh, Joe Biden bites another security service agent, and I went, "What? What do you mean? And not, he he bit a security?" And then I read it a little closer. Joe Biden's dog has bitten another security service agent. I was going to
6: say, did they leave a word out?
5: Or did you well, just forget to I, I read just one? was reading it really quickly, but it caught my attention when I said when I said Joe Biden bites a security agent. Yeah. Um, did you know this is the eleventh time? Um, his eleventh time that his dog has bitten a security agent.
6: And yet they haven't learned.
5: Eleventh time. Why is that dog still in the White House? The first official dog, uh, presidential dog, um, after a few times they got rid of the dog from the White House and brought in this German yeah, Shepherd.
6: They, they sent him back to Delaware.
5: Hmm. This German Shepherd, two year old purebred, mm-hmm. um, now has bitten security service agents multiple times also. Why is the dog still in the White House? I don't know. Maybe he's just, you know, really good at recognizing evil when he <laughs> smells it. How soon before um, you're not going to see a Secret Service agent, you know, possibly sue the president over getting bitten by a dog? But I mean, this starts to be a little bit of a. I'm
6: just worried one of a little bit of a problem.
5: Him. One of the Secret Service agents, uh, in one instance, that got bit had to be taken to the hospital and treated at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, this is the 11th known biting incident by the two-year-old uh, purebred German Shepherd. The incident occurred uh, Monday night around 8 p.m. Didn't say if the security agent was teasing the dog or (laughs)
6: trying to, you know, pick up its food bowl while it was eating.
5: You know, because sometimes, I mean, you've been around, especially dogs where kids, you know, are mean to the dog, and the dog just finally has enough and said, "Fine, I'm going to nip at you." Yeah, Uh, might be a good.
6: And then they go to live on a farm.
5: I, I know, you know, Joe Biden likes his German shepherds. Might be a good time to get something like a Yorkie. Where if you you got bit, you're you're just going to get bit <laughs> in the ankle, and it's not you know doesn't have big jaws or anything like that.
6: I'll, I'll take your word for that.
5: Yeah, when our when our Yorkie bites, nothing he doesn't even graze the skin. Kvoi News Time six forty five. Time for a, uh, another check on what's going on with sports. Brought to you by Pork Valley and Kiner. Remember they open up every morning at seven a.m. So just fifteen minutes away. You'll be uh, able to get in and get some of their delicious, made up from scratch every morning by Chef Wally and his helpers in the kitchen. Check it out today. They open at seven. Uh, the menu, by the way, if you want to get a hone in on what you're going to be ordering, you can check that out always at the Our
6: dog is 17 years old, so she doesn't bite. She just like Gums. rolls her eyes at you and goes, "Really? Does
5: she, does she still have teeth?
6: Uh, yeah, a few." Yeah. Uh, One more baseball team secured a spot in the playoffs Tuesday. Philadelphia rookie center fielder Johan Rojas singled in the bottom of the 10th inning driving home pinch runner Christian Pache with the winning run in a 3-2 victory over Pittsburgh. Combined with the Cubs' 7-6 loss to Atlanta that clinched a playoff appearance for the Phillies, That means that now four National League teams are in the Braves, Dodgers, Brewers, and Philadelphia. Arizona, the Cubs, Miami, and Cincinnati are still mathematically in the running for the other two spots. In the American League, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, and Minnesota are in. Texas, Toronto, Houston, and Seattle are still in the running for the three remaining spots there. On Tuesday, the Blue Jays were shut out by the Yankees 2-0. The Rangers lost to the Angels 9-3 and the mariners kept their playoff hopes alive defeating the astros 6-2
5: mariners need five more days of that where everybody ahead of them loses and they mm-hmm. win uh, that was about the best thing that could have happened like to them I last said, night mathematically
6: eligible but still in a, they're about they're about fourth you know in they're the,
5: half game out of the final wild right. card and i think one, two, one and a half or two games out of the al west's right. lead
6: Right. The problem is they have the fourth-best record of the four teams yeah. that are trying to
5: get in. The good news is they play two of the teams that are trying exactly. to get in.
6: In the WNBA, the defending league champion Las Vegas Aces are now one win away from returning to the finals. Tuesday, the Aces defeated the Dallas Wings 91-84 to take a 2 nothing lead in their best-of-five semifinal series. Las Vegas was led by six four forward Asia Wilson with 30 points and 11 rebounds. Wilson became the first player in WNBA history to score at least 30 points in three consecutive playoff games. Wilson scored 38 as the Aces eliminated the Chicago Sky and 34 points in Game 1 against Dallas. In the other WNBA semifinal series, the New York Liberty beat the Connecticut Sun 84-77 Tuesday, to tie that best of five series at one win apiece—that's sports.
0: And Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike Casper and
6: Chris Walton.
1: This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk
2: KBOI. The judge decided Trump valued his Palm Beach estate, Mar-a-Lago, at twenty times what it's actually worth—six hundred million dollars—compared to the assessed value of twenty-seven million. Trump's interest in 40 Wall Street, the judge said, is worth $200 million. The Trump Organization valued it at more than $500 million. And the judge found Trump overvalued his apartment in Trump Tower by tripling its square footage. He said it's 30,000 square feet, when in truth, the judge said, it's 11,000. The judge's ruling comes with immediate consequences, stripping Trump of his ability to operate. And it could mean he has to give up control, sell some of the properties that he owns here in New York, including buildings with his own name on it. The judge also fined his attorneys $7,500 apiece, ruling that they repeatedly made defense arguments that the judge said were straight out of fantasy world.
5: There's also a possibility of a $250 million fine.
6: That's reasonably hefty.
5: Even if you're a uh, billionaire or a multi-billionaire, $250 million is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Now, the lawyers have already said that they will uh, immediately appeal the decision, so a lot of this stuff wouldn't uh, happen until that appeal uh, is heard. Some of the things... some of the things here, as far as the judgment from the uh, judge, still not understanding. Now, one of the most damning parts of it, the case against him, is if he did, and it sounds like he did, claim that his apartment in New York was three times the size mm. that it actually was, that is fraud. I mean, that's that's actual, it's like, I oh, I, mean, I...
6: If I were a lawyer, I would bring in a broken calculator... Or a broken, uh, you know, tape measure. If and you say, hey, it wasn't our fault.
5: If you say your apartment is, you know, thirty thousand square feet and it's actually only ten thousand square feet, I mean, that's a big enough. That's not like well, we eyeballed it. No, you you can tell. Um, that's a big difference. Now, some of the other things that don't make sense be, because they said, well, his Mar-a-Lago estate um, was way overvalued based on what the assessed value is. Assessed value and actual value almost never matches up. And I, I'll use an example. We got a, a second loan on our house in Eagle, um, oh God, over a decade ago. Um, the actual value of the house and the, the amount of loan that we got was based on the value and not the assessed value, which was about 200000 more than the assessed value was at the time.
6: And that was Okay
5: that would yeah the bank signed the bank signed off on it okay but that's why i'm saying if you look at your assessment that's your assessed value to pay on property taxes it almost always lags behind a couple of years you know it might uh-huh. eventually catch up um but that was you know that one's that one's a little iffy i i don't understand you know comparing assessed value to actual value because that almost never matches up in, in actual value because you can do uh Actual oh, value. Apparently, uh, apparently, though, it's, uh, it's uh,
6: usually not hundreds of millions of dollars off.
5: Well, I mean, you, you look at our house, if it's $200,000 off, and it's, I mean, it's not worth anywhere close to what Mar-a-Lago Resort would be, you know, if you take that times what it, it could be millions or tens of millions of dollars off. I don't know. The other thing I still don't understand about this is what. <laughs> Why were the banks giving loans on a pinky sword? Which is basically what that is. They're saying, yeah, I promise this is what the value... I have never been able to get a loan in all my years of trying to get a loan based on what I said the value of something is. The bank always did their own assessment to well, make sure I wasn't
6: Do they do it with everybody? Trying like, to for, lie. for instance, if you're a well-known person and most people know that you have money, do they cut you some slack or are I, banks not
5: I don't know. Way? I don't know. Well, and it's weird because during the housing and banking um, crisis and meltdown back in 2008, banks routinely overestimated and overstated value yeah. of properties in an or- order to give loans and, to yes, people. And that was a problem. That was a problem. Nobody went to jail. Matter of fact, banks got a bailout. Federal go- They gave them hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. as a reward for
6: if you've committing fraud. Never seen the movie Too Big to Fail. Uh, find it.
5: Yeah. It it will piss you off. Oh, yeah. It really will. One, I guess I take that back. One person, according to that movie, went to jail. One banker out of the thousands of bankers who took part in the fraud against America. Well, I bet his lawyer's embarrassed. <laughs> went, went to jail. But the banks who were all doing this, like I said, got rewarded with a bailout. This, by the way, um, there's still another case that's going to be going on uh, that has to do with this fraud. That that will come up beginning in uh, October. Uh, this was basically a summary judgment, uh, and both sides had requested a summary judgment. Trump's lawyers had requested a sud- summary judgment uh, to, to uh, drop the case because yeah. they said that there wasn't evidence. Obviously, uh, the judge not only didn't uh, agree with them, but fined each lawyer $7,500, which, again, I find really weird because uh, their arguments, he said, came from fantasy land.
6: Did the judge say, I was going to give you a summary judgment, but on Saturday it turned to fall, so I can't anymore? <laughs> um,
5: yeah, you'd have to ask him. I don't know.
6: Yeah, all right. He might not be a
5: dad. So I don't know. There, there's still a lot of things that I don't understand, and I wasn't sitting in the court case. I, I don't know what the actual arguments that his lawyers made. It's, it seems weird. You know that the judge gives his opinion. Your your arguments are out of fantasy land, so I'm going to find you $7,500 because I don't like your arguments because they were. Can, can we pay you in play money? Fantasy land, yeah. Oh, can I get you fantasy? It's fantasy
6: world, which apparently is different than fantasy land. Fantasy so, land, you know, has rides. Yeah.
5: Um, th- this, by the way, um, just the first of many cases that will get underway against President Trump as he continues to run. For the uh, GOP candidate. And by the way, I I would say as of right now, uh, based on what he's doing, um, kind of uh, a few months ago we said he had such a huge lead. And I said if he had people telling him um, he needs to quit running against Ron DeSantis, quit running against all the other possible GOP candidates. And if you've noticed, he has done that. He started running for president now and not running for GOP. He is going to, for instance, be with UAW autoworkers giving a speech tonight instead of being at the GOP debate, which is going to be going on at the uh, Reagan Presidential Library. So he's not taking part again. Now, uh, originally, after the last debate, it'll be interesting to see what polling does. He dropped a little bit after the uh, last debate. Mm-hmm. However, he's back up. Uh, latest polls have him 40% on the next closest Ron DeSantis um, in the GOP race uh for next year's primary and with him being skipping the debates now that's that's two debates that he skipped um and being at the uaw you can tell he's running for president right now he's not running for the primary skipping the
6: debates really is not hurting
5: him yeah so far now if he drops five or six points after this debate because he's not there will we see him? i don't know he said he may not he may not participate in any of the debates. If he continues with a 40-point lead, yeah. why, why would he? He's the I closest guess. thing
6: they have to an incumbent. Yeah, And incumbents don't usually get challenged. But, I mean, he's not technically the incumbent. No,
5: but you're right. He, it is like being an incumbent. KBY News Time 715. Time for another check on sports. Once again, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They are open, so is their coffee drive through Get in for breakfast this morning.
6: Baseball Hall of Famer Brooks Robinson died Tuesday at the age of 86. Robinson played 23 years in the major leagues, all with the Baltimore Orioles. During his career, the Orioles won the World Series twice in 1966 over the Los Angeles Dodgers and in 1970 over the Cincinnati Reds. They also lost the World Series twice in 1969 to the Mets and in 1971 to the Pirates. Robinson was named to the American League All-Star team 18 times as a third baseman He also won 16 Gold Glove Awards, which is matched only by two Hall of Fame pitchers, Greg Maddox and Jim Cott. Robinson was voted into the Hall of Fame in 1983 in his first year of eligibility. He was named the most valuable player of the 1964 American League season, the 1966 All-Star Game, and the 1970 World Series. An Associated Press writer once said of Robinson Brooks never asked anyone to name a candy bar after him. In Baltimore, people named their children after him. Tuesday on social media, musician Jay Cole, without getting permission first, posted a letter written by his friend, former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick, to New York Jets general manager Joe Douglas, asking to be signed to the Jets practice squad. The letter was written after New York's new free agent quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, was lost for the season with an injury. Kaepernick hasn't played in the NFL since January 1, 2017. In the letter to Douglas, Kaepernick says his training schedule has remained the same for the last six and a half years and that he doesn't believe he's done with football. Worst case scenario, he wrote, you see what I have to offer and you're not that impressed. Best case scenario, you realize you have a real weapon at your disposal in the event you ever need to use it. In either of these scenarios, I would be committed to getting your defense ready week in and week out, all season long, and I would wear that responsibility like a badge of honor. However, as the letter was being posted for the public... The Jets signed veteran quarterback Trevor Simeon to the practice squad instead. Simeon was previously with New York in 2019. He also played three seasons with Denver, one with New Orleans, and one with the Chicago Bears. That's sports.
0: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper
1: and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The Ronald Reagan Presidential Library is sort of hallowed ground for Republicans who are running for president. It's where Ronald and Nancy Reagan are buried, the site overlooking the Golden Hills of Simi Valley. The debate will be in the shadow of the actual Air Force One President Reagan used to fly on. Tonight, seven Republicans who qualified will debate with the frontrunner not in the room. In our latest ABC News Washington Post poll, former President Trump is ahead of his closest Republican rival by nearly 40 points. He'll be in Michigan with striking auto workers. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles.
5: Yeah, but there's a margin of error of uh, plus or minus three and a half on that forty, so it it could only be thirty six and a half,
6: mm-hmm. or a, it could be forty three and a half.
5: That's a that's a large
6: margin of margin lead.
5: Yeah. Um, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott. Vivek Ramaswamy, Mike Pence, I'll Chris take, Christie and Doug Burgum made it by the hair of his chinny chin chin chin.
6: Take irrelevance for 400 Alex.
5: Asa Hutchinson is the only uh member who was in the first debate who did not reach the threshold mm-hmm. to uh get into this debate. Um Doug Burgum, uh Burgum as I mentioned from North Dakota, barely made it in and each debate the threshold goes up. So you could see uh, a couple, I'm guessing Doug Burgum isn't going to make the next debate, and I can't remember when the next debate is, if it's before the end of the year, if it's next next year. Um, I'm just curious, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Number one, are you going to watch? Number two, what do you expect on, the, on this debate? I, I'm going to watch just because uh, my job, I don't want to. I kind of wanted to watch the first debate just to see where everybody stands and to see who and how everybody was going to be attacked. But I expect more of the same I subscribe again to some tonight.
6: Instagram posts where they show car wrecks.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is probably like that. I think so. What do you want to see from the debate tonight? If you're a prospective um, voter?
6: Fisticuffs, I would, I would assume. Well, yeah, that'd,
5: be, uh, that'd always be great. That would be cool. Stand there
6: and slug it out. What is
5: it? uh, Eight men and women enter, one man leaves.
6: Or possibly Nikki Haley if she's a better fighter.
5: November 8th. Oh, good. We don't have to wait very long. Third debate's in uh, November 8th in in, uh, Miami. Thank you, Derek, for that. (laughs) November 8th. It looks looks like we're running about one a month. (laughs) God, I hope that's not going to happen all the way up until the election next year. I'm really going to be tired of debating uh, by then. I'll
6: feel so guilty for, you know, ignoring all of them.
5: Does uh, Vivek Ramaswamy get attacked like he did last time? Or, you know, Nikki Haley came from out of nowhere to basically pick up more support than any of the other candidates, mm-hmm. you know, based on before the... uh By comparison, she seems so, n- so normal. So, will you see more attacks? Because she didn't get attacked that much. Uh, not near as much as, as DeSantis, not near as much as Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, but now that she is starting to pick up steam, will the others start to attack her to try and tear her down? Because that's the best way to d- win a debate. Not with, you know, showing how good you can be, showing how bad your opponents yeah. are.
6: And I don't know. Everybody knows uh, you get more popular by, you know, beating up on the girl.
5: Yeah. This could be a uh, a big moment for Nikki Haley, if she can have another uh, success, as as a lot of people thought that she won the last debate, if she can continue that um, going on and pick up another couple points, it could be uh, starting to be a big swing because, I mean, right now, I don't think you could say that anybody has really set themselves apart from that particular pack other than, I mean, obviously, trump has mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got a 40 point lead but is there going to be anybody that can eat into that 40 point lead here in the next few months i don't know we'll find out a little bit more tonight if you want to weigh in on what you uh, think tonight's debate is going to look like feel free to pound 670 on your verizon wireless debate gets underway seven o'clock mountain time if you want to watch KBY news Newstime is 7.45. Let's get another check on what's going on with sports. One final time with Chris this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and CUNA. Seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. They are open. Check out the menu, theporkbellyidaho.com, and then get in and find out why everybody is talking about the pork belly.
6: One more baseball team secured a spot in the playoffs Tuesday. Philadelphia rookie center fielder Johan Rojas singled in the bottom of the 10th inning, driving home pinch runner Christian Pache with the winning run and a 3-2 victory over Pittsburgh. Combined with the Cubs' 7-6 loss to Atlanta, that clinched a playoff appearance for the Phillies. That means that now four National League teams are in. The Braves, Dodgers, Brewers, and Philadelphia Arizona, the Cubs, Miami, and Cincinnati are still mathematically in the running for the other two spots. In the American League, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, and Minnesota are in. Texas, Toronto, Houston, and Seattle are still in the running for the three remaining spots there. On Tuesday, the Blue Jays were shut out by the Yankees 2-0. The Rangers lost to the Angels 9-3, and the Mariners kept their playoff hopes alive, defeating the Astros 6-2. In the WNBA, the defending league champion Las Vegas Aces are now one win away from returning to the finals. Tuesday, the Aces defeated the Dallas Wings 91-84 to take a 2-0 lead in their best-of-five semifinal series. Las Vegas was led by 6-4 forward Asia Wilson with 30 points and 11 rebounds. Wilson became the first player in WNBA history to score at least 30 points in three consecutive playoff games. Wilson scored 38 as the Aces eliminated the Chicago Sky and 34 points in Game 1 against Dallas. In the other WNBA semifinal series, the New York Liberty beat the Connecticut Sun 84-77. That was Tuesday, and that ties that best-of-five series at one win apiece, that's sports.
0: Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper
1: and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
5: 752 208 336 3700 pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, temperatures jumped uh, about six degrees in the uh, last half hour or so. We got down to about 47 right now, 53 as the uh, sun starts to come up across the Treasure Valley. It's always uh, one of my favorite times of year because the Ig Nobel winners are uh, announced at this time of year. It's kind of the opposite Mm -hmm. of the Nobel Prizes. These are the dumbest scientific pursuits over the last year. Here are some of your winners for 2023. See what you think about these in chemistry and geology. Paleontologists uh won the award explaining uh the reasons why geologists and paleontologists like to lick rocks.
6: And what was that reason?
5: If it's a rock, it'll be licking like licking a rock, but if it's a piece of fossilized bone, it'll stick to your tongue.
6: Or say like a piece of fossilized dung.
5: I don't know. They didn't say what that does. Mm. Uh, in literature, a study on sensations people feel when they repeat a single word many, 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 many times. I got no sensation out of doing that. That was it, huh? Yeah.
6: In mechanical engineering I mean if the word was like help, I mean I can understand why your 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 you know, your your whole insides might change.
5: In mechanical engineering, the award uh went to uh the man for experience where researchers reanimated dead spiders to use as mechanical gripping tools like those claw machines Mm -hmm. you see what could go wrong there (laughs) in medicine uh the award went to a study using cadavers to explore whether there's an equal number of hairs in each person's two nostrils that's That's what they won. Yeah, they won the award for that. It's not equal, by the way. They found the average nose hair count per nostril between 120 and 122 hairs, and it's not equal between your nostrils.
6: I enjoy the pursuit of knowledge, but I'm kind of wondering why somebody thought they had to know that. I would
5: hazard a guess. I don't know if this is true. Can it be equal? I mean, I've seen
6: people that... You know could sell their nose, you know the mm-hmm. fuller the fuller yeah. brushman could sell their nose Let's put uh, it that
5: way. here here's the other thing. Why do you have to study cadavers? Why can't you do it on real people? Um, I would hazard a guess on why that study is. Some of these studies, my guess is that there might have been uh, a federal government grant money handed uh, out that that's my guess.
6: I was gonna guess you have to dissect the nose, but yeah, yours could work too.
5: Public health one. The invention of a smart toilet that uses a variety of technologies to monitor, monitor and quickly analyze uh, your poo. Why? I don't know. Probably medical purposes. Nutrition. It's the winner in nutrition. Experim- experiments to determine how electrified chopsticks and drinking straws could change the taste of food. Electrified. Why? Once again, why do you want to electrify your chopsticks? Or your drinking straw? Which, by the way, you could put in water. The award in psychology experiments on city streets to see how many passerbys stop to look upward when they see strangers looking upward. Mm. By the way, it was nearly nearly 100%.
6: Like for Superman.
5: Yeah, except Superman really isn't there. They're just looking up at the air at nothing just to see if other people would stop and look up too. Nearly 100%, by the way. And finally, in physics, a study measuring the extent to which ocean water... Mixing is affected by the sexual activity of anchovies. Once again, I have a funny feeling there may be some federal grant money connected the, to some of these experiments. Is the, the first
6: time I've ever connected the terms anchovies and sexual activity.
5: And, and you know what? And, and you thought, you know, climate change was, you know, because you, we have too much pollution. Ew. It may be. I'm an
0: anchovy, baby. <laughs> KBOI news time is seven fifty-six. The great one, Mark Levin, tonight at seven. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris
1: Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk
7: KBOI. The bipartisan bill now before the Senate would stave off a government shutdown through November 17th, but House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he and his caucus oppose the $6 billion of additional Ukraine aid in the Senate stopgap measure.
8: They have enough money to carry them through for the next 45 days in Ukraine.
4: But why does that take precedence over what's happening on the border?
7: Up against the Sunday shutdown deadline, McCarthy now aims to pass spending bills in the House that include provisions the Senate would surely reject. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. The House is set to vote today on bills funding the troops and homeland security. But the House Republican spending measures, which would keep military paychecks flowing, also include provisions banning the use of those funds on critical race theory, drag queen story hour, and gender-affirming care, provisions that Senate Democrats and the White House would insist on removing. Ahead of the most recent shutdowns in 2013 and 2018, Congress already settled on military spending levels. But absent a bipartisan agreement this time, a government shutdown would mean the troops wouldn't get their paychecks on schedule. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington.
5: Deadline to get this done or to get a continuing resolution is going to be uh, October 1st.
6: Which is this weekend.
5: Senate's continuing resolution um, has, you know, funding still going to the Ukraine. Basically, this is dead on arrival of the Senate the Senate's continuing resolution proposal is not going to have enough House votes because there are a lot of House members that want to see the funding cut back to Ukraine. And it does seem a little bit weird that you continue, if the government does shut down, uh, you continue supporting Ukraine, yet you don't pay your own military. They're working that through also because if they don't get that particular thing approved in a continuing resolution or with the government shutdown, military members would not get paid. They would still be required to go to work. Now there's a lot of non essential people who work for the federal government who would be furloughed. So they're not going to get a paycheck, but they're not forced to work. The military would still continue to be Uh forced to work. And by the way, anybody who has, you know, who has been in the military, has family members in the military, you don't go in the military and get rich you you kind of like we have a son who's in the air force he just got back from uh being in germany and you live pretty much paycheck to paycheck so if if you have a government shutdown goes for a while it ends up where unless you have some money saved up somewhere um you have a hard time paying your rent, the paying only, your electric bills.
6: The only good news is they do give you your back pay once the uh, once yeah, once you once the government's up and going again.
5: Yeah. So I mean it's not like you lose it. However, if it's a long shutdown, you you do end up yeah. it affects your credit. It is
6: extremely inconvenient.
5: Yeah. Um some of this uh, tied in once again to a, a conversation that we had earlier this week about, you know, how long do you support the Ukraine Russia war? If it goes on and on and on. Told you yesterday that, um, didn't get a chance to talk about this on our show, but uh, they had Google AI put together a uh, projection on how long they think the U.S.-Russia war will last based on the uh, Google AI's predictions, this could go on for decades.
6: You mean the Ukraine-Russia?
5: Or Ukraine-Russia, yeah. yeah. You're sorry, Ukraine-Russia war. For now. Decades. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you're already starting to see some people who supported the war are are now that we're a year and a half into it, um, saying, you know, we're we're we spent over a we've sent over 130 million dollars in support to the Ukraine. Are we going to continue? I don't think they look at it as supporting the war, though. They look at it as uh, Russia attacked, and so we're
6: helping. Well, we're supporting Ukraine.
5: Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah.
6: How
5: long? How long do you continue to give? Because basically, right now, we're giving about 10 billion dollars a month. Based on uh, how long the war's been going on so far in support for the Ukraine in taxpayer dollars. In 60 Minutes on Sunday, uh, this kind of, I wanted to play this because uh, 60 Minutes had an expose on the war and where the support's going. And I don't think Americans are fully aware of exactly how much money is going to stuff that is not military related in the Ukraine.
3: American taxpayers are financing more than just weapons. We discovered the US government's buying seeds and fertilizer for Ukrainian farmers and covering the salaries of Ukraine's first responders, all 57,000 of them. That includes the team that trains this rescue dog named Joy to comb through the wreckage of Russian strikes looking for survivors. (coughs) And the US also funds the divers, who we saw clearing unexploded ammunition from the country's rivers to make them safe again for swimming and fishing. Russia's invasion shrank Ukraine's economy by about a third. We were surprised to find that to keep it afloat, the US government is subsidizing small businesses. American. (laughs) Look,
5: I don't want to see Russia take over. I fully supported the war when it first started, Uh, the U.S. supporting Ukraine with, you know, military. But, I mean, as you heard there, we're giving money to support small businesses in the Ukraine. Shouldn't we be doing that in the United States? Anymore, and um, we may have to make Ukraine a state. We're paying. The United States is paying 57,000 first responders. We're paying their salaries. The United States is. Not Ukraine. The United States is paying their salaries. We're subsidizing farmers in the Ukraine. That's a lot more than just uh, military. And that's where I wonder, at what point, if this continues to go on, say, five years down the road, ten years down the road, and you've seen it in past wars. Sure. I mean, you, you look at, you know, Vietnam War. The longer that went on, the less support you saw. From America, and, now, and, it, and it was the it however, was basically Americans railing right. against that.
6: However, we war go back that and, got us out of that. If we could go back and do that again, I wouldn't wouldn't you rather just send them money for ten years?
5: <laughs> well, here's where it becomes problematic. Deputy Chairman of Russia's Security Council, yesterday publicly claimed that Russia is running out of options and may have to resort to a full-on war with NATO. Dmitry Medvedev. Russia's former president warned that this would lead to World War, which would have greater cons- consequences than World War II.
6: Yeah, very brash.
5: Now I don't know if this is saber rattling or
6: running out of power. To tell you the truth,
5: yeah, I don't know if this is saber rattling or if there's a point where they take that sword out and stop rattling it and actually pull it and you know make a move on NATO. I I, I think that would be a huge mistake for Russia, uh, but you know, like you said, right now we're just sending support if if a move on nato would happen by russia if they make that support that would draw the united states into you, a war
6: do you think that it is um, smart to threaten a nation with nuclear war when the nation you're threatening is the only one ever to use nuclear weapons so far
5: wouldn't think it was smart but um, would you call the leader uh, of russia putin would you call him smart in the first place
6: uh I don't. It depends on your definition of smart. Um, I don't
5: think, by any definition, I wouldn't basically basically say that I think he's smart. I could be wrong. I don't know the man.
6: Could be the smartest person in Russia.
5: Yeah, might be. KBOI news time uh, is uh, 8.13. Stick around. Coming up, we'll take a break here. When we come back, we've got a $50 gift certificate to Blaze Pizza. Uh, if you want to weigh in on what we're talking about there, please feel free to email us, Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. Right now, it's time for another check on Bronco Sports Today. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris
1: Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk
5: KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, Dan, your impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, the number 47th ranked Berkshire Hathaway brokerage. In the world for 2023, that includes three continents, 12 countries, and over 1,500 brokerages. You know, you can count on them. Rank number 47 in the world. Call 208-888-4128. All right. Uh, Scott's going to get uh, first crack at our question today. Scott, in a survey of NFL fans, nearly 40% of fans said they witnessed a crime in or around an NFL stadium, and 7% said they'd been victims of a crime themselves. Based on crime statistics and fan surveys, what is deemed the most dangerous football stadium in the NFL? Now, we're talking about stadium itself, stadiums, property, not neighborhoods around the stadium. What is the most dangerous stadium?
4: I believe it's Empowered Field in Denver.
5: That is not it. Good guess. Good try, though. Not it. Connie, most dangerous football stadium in the NFL? Oh, I was also going to say Empower Field. So. Yeah, so That would still be wrong. Oh, Do you wow. want to try a different guess? It would still be wrong. Um, no. All right. <laughs> Thank you. You had 31 other guesses. Yeah, uh, Carl, most dangerous stadium in the NFL? Well, i have to give you a different one than Cleveland. Cleveland, another good guess. It's up there, but it's not number one. Keep trying. Uh, Todd, what's the most dangerous stadium in the NFL?
4: I think it's Philadelphia.
5: You think it's Philadelphia. Guess what? It is Philadelphia. Somebody once beat up Santa Claus in Philadelphia. That's right. (laughs) According to crime statistics and fan data, Philadelphia is the most dangerous stadium, followed by Dallas... Then New England, the New York Giants and New York New York Jets, who by the way play uh, on the same field, uh, they play at the same stadium. So in the in the top five, uh, three of them are, are from the
6: uh, NFC, <laughs> NFC East. NFC East,
5: yeah. <laughs> now, now you know why the the games are you know yeah.
6: s- so bloody usually when they get together. Oh, I've I've been to you know a, a, a Dallas Washington game and uh, some fights broke out there. Yeah.
5: So I mean that's some of the crimes. Fight if somebody streaks the field, there's there's another oh, uh, point. crime that you know you broke a crime. Congratulations, Todd! You got a fifty dollars gift ticket uh, this morning to Blaze Pizza. Hold on the line. Uh, if you didn't win this morning, we got more chances. We got tomorrow morning and Friday morning. Don't forget tomorrow morning we give you another chance to see Guns and Roses next month. And when they come to town, you'll be able to win. All morning long. Make sure you're listening in tomorrow morning here on News Talk KBOI. We'll give you all the details bright and early beginning at 6 o'clock. So a reason to wake up. Start your winning tomorrow morning. Guns and Roses right here on News Talk KBOI.
0: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
9: The U.S. and its subordinate Western collective are continuing to fuel conflicts which artificially divide humanity into hostile blocks and hamper the achievement of overall aims. They are doing everything they can to prevent the formation of a genuine multipolar fair world order. They are trying to force the world to play according to their own self-centered rules. 208-336-3700,
5: 208 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. A uh, couple of emails uh, in on uh, talking about Ukraine. Once again, big fight. Part of the big fight over the current budget impasse has to do with continuing to give as much money as we are to Ukraine to support them in their fight against Russia. Mark writes in: Money going to Ukraine total since the war began is less than five percent of the U.S. military budget. What price is freedom, and supporting a democracy under attack by an autocratic regime?
6: I mentioned to, to a, an army officer, retired army officer, the other day, and all he said was, uh, "If if we don't uh, if we don't go over there, they come over here." Apparently, that's been his philosophy for. 60 years or something.
5: Wayne writes in, it pains me to say it, but Rich was kind of right the other day. We should be thankful the Ukraine that Ukraine is willing to fight the Russians. However, the administration has not articulated a plan to pursue peace or to provide the resources for Ukraine to win. We're saying that we should let the Ukrainians continue to suffer and be killed. That, to me, is morally disgusting. War cannot be run on a schedule, but the administration needs to develop a plan to end it, or we should quit prolonging it. I had mentioned that uh, Deputy Chairman of Russia's Security Council yesterday publicly claimed that Russia is running out of options and may have to resort resort to a full on war with NATO. Um, I don't if if for instance they attacked a country that is a part of NATO. Are we res- as as being a part of NATO and the agreements that we have with NATO are then we re- required to send troops in also? I I, I don't know, and maybe you know better than i do
6: i think that's part of the reason nato was created
5: that's what i thought so i mean we we would be expected if if there was a move on nato yeah. a physical attack as medved has has said if they run out of options that's the next thing they may not attack attack the us directly but if they attack uh, somebody within nato yeah an ally we would be required to start sending troops and money and
6: mm-hmm.
5: military supplies to help with that, right?
6: We've never had a declared war actually on Russia or the Soviet Union. In fact, you know, we were allies in World War II.
5: Somebody wanted to declare war on Russia for a long time, I mean, very badly. General George Patton said that right after World War II, we need to turn around mm-hmm. and declare war on Russia or we're going to be fighting them rather, for yeah, the rather next than, century.
6: Well, it was his idea. He said rather than uh, split up Europe into uh, you know Soviet bloc and uh, and uh, the rest uh, just go after Russia right now while they're down
5: and while we we're there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we, the U.S. had pretty much lost their appetite for Russia by that at, point. at the
6: end of World War II, I mean, Russia was pretty devastated. Yeah, they had lost maybe four or five times uh, as many people as any other country had, even Russia. I mean, even Germany.
0: Uh
5: no name on this one text message in at 208-336-3700 uh says chris said america is the only country to use nuclear weapons uh is he saying atomic is nuclear or do does he just repeat nonsense um granted atomic and nuclear weapons are different but an atomic bomb which is what we dropped on nagasaki and um hiroshima is a form of a nuclear bomb it uses nuclear fission now, a thermonuclear bomb is about ten yeah. times as powerful as as a, the bombs we dropped. At, uh,
6: yes, atomic bombs are nuclear weapons.
5: Yes. They use nuclear their fission energy, to ex- their, explode. Their, yeah. Yeah. The,
6: their energy comes from uh, the reaction that takes place in the uh, the nucleus or the nuclei of their atoms, which makes them nuclear. That's the definition right there. I appreciate the, you you're trying to correct me based on what you know
5: two things can be right right hmm? jo- john at baker city good morning you're on new stock kboi good
2: morning
4: i was curious of your opinion on uh, uh john you want
5: to you want to do us a favor do you want to get your dogs off the phone <laughs> so that we can actually understand what you're saying and not what your dogs are trying to say
4: I was interested in... Not, not much
5: better. Your dogs are still louder than you are. Uh, do you want to take us off speakerphone?
4: Uh, I can't
6: because I'm hard of hearing.
5: Oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we can quick, we can quickly get to this. I'm All right. curious of the moderate, the moderate Republican response to the fact that Trump was found guilty of... Estimating the apartment size by, of his living dwelling manner of uh, over 200%. In other words, well, he's guilty of fraud. Uh,
8: what do you think of that, you moderate Republicans?
5: Um, that was the one thing that I said would be a, a little problematic, is if the um, apartment was actually inflated like, like it was claimed, um, that say the apartment was 10,000 square feet and Trump claims that it's 30,000 square feet, um, that would be the, the biggest problem that I could see for him in this particular case and the case uh starting next month that the city of New York is has brought up. I mean, they, they might
6: not have reported that stuff on purpose. It could have been dozens of uh,
5: accidents. Uh, Chuck writes in, Why would Trump claim 30,000 square feet? Wouldn't he have had to pay taxes on the extra square footage? Maybe not. Well, see, I mean, because that's it, where
6: the that's where the conflict shows up. When,
5: yeah, um, when
6: you're paying taxes on something small and yet claiming, in order to get a loan, that it's actually something quite large.
5: It depends on what he claimed on his taxes. Right. Now, once again, that would be something that the IRS would go after, and he. I mean, so far the IRS is not going after him for you know claiming he had inflated the square footage. Uh, of his home for instance the one thing that i did say uh, earlier this morning um that that seems weird to me is you know claiming that marilago for instance um what he claimed that the value of his resort is versus what the assessed value was was much larger and that that's something i don't understand because the assessed value almost never matches up with what the actual value of your home is. And, and I'm, I've am i never owned a resort. I haven't tried to do the assessment on a resort like mar or anything like that. But I have dealt in, in trying to get loans, and I did this over a decade ago, trying to get uh, a second mortgage uh, on our Home in Eagle. And our Home in Eagle, we ended up getting a loan based on a value that was 200, 000, over $200,000 higher than the assessed value, because the assessed value didn't match so, what the market value was.
6: So, like, uh, there was a new appraisal on it but it wasn't a tax assessment
5: right right well that makes sense so yeah so the appraisal that the bank did and and my wife who is a realtor did a market analysis Mm -hmm. and she goes okay it should be worth this and that pretty much matched up with what the bank assessment officer came out and found and it was a couple hundred thousand dollars above what the assessed value was now i didn't call the idaho tax commission and go hey look you're screwing up you, you're you misinterpreting how much our uh, appraised value is because I want to pay less in taxes, so I'm not going to point out that they're messing up. However, um, once you get a, a new loan and the IRS or the State Tax Revenue Service uh, finds out that you do have a loan based on an, a much larger uh, amount than what your appraisal is, guess what? That appraisal is going to match, match that within a year or two. So that's the other thing is if Trump um, says that his value of his um, resort was a certain level and he got a loan based on that, the assessed value will eventually catch up because that's all turned over to the assessor's office. All that information is turned over because they also want the right amount in taxes that they get. Um, However, like I said, it, it is problematic because that's an easily checked thing. That if you say your apartment is ten thousand square feet, yeah. and if instead I, it's thirty thousand square if, feet, if
6: if I uh, wrote down the square footage of our house on a loan application and uh, you know missed it by twenty thousand, it would say twenty one thousand.
5: 3700 three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We will uh, take a
0: break. More of your phone calls and emails coming up. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back
1: to Mike Kasper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
8: We will work in terms of the democratic and security sector reforms that are necessary. And in the meantime, we're not just going to sit around. We are going to provide Ukraine with the weapons and military assistance assistance it needs to defeat uh or defend its territory against russia and to deter future aggression from russia
5: 208 pounds 670 on your verizon wireless uh chuck gets us on uh, facebook says russia attacked nato question mark what are you talking about mike we america and nato have violated russia with the threats we made we made the war in uh, ukraine i wholeheartedly disagree with you um I don't think Ukraine and nobody in the United States crossed the border into uh, Russia. Russia crossed into Ukraine. And maybe you missed what we were talking about a little bit earlier when uh, we said top uh, defense ministry uh, officials said that they're running out of options and it may be needed that Russia attack NATO in an all-out war next. That's what I was talking about. And right now... Ukraine is not a part of NATO, so we're not required to send any troops there. But if they were to attack a nation in NATO and pick a nation, I think as part of that agreement, then we would be sending troops. That's what we're. That's what we were talking wait, wait about. To, way
6: to stick up for Putin, though, there, comrade.
5: <laughs> David in Meridian, listening on six seventy AM. Good morning to you.
4: Good morning. Yeah, I was. I, I'm still confused on what the charges against trump are inflating his estimated value of his property i was in the loan business and we didn't take their word on any on any of that and that is actually the banks are not supposed to that's what that, I to see that's that's crisis. what
5: i thought i see and i'm glad we have yeah. somebody was actually in the business you don't just somebody can't come to you and say like if you and i know each other and we're really good friends i can't come to you and say hey i'd like a loan I pinky swear that all my business and property is worth this much. Can you give me a loan based on that? Even yeah, if we're best friends, you can't do that? close. Nope. It, what, okay. Can you even, can't even come what, close? That's, what yeah. happens? Yeah. Wait. A loan crisis. Wait. <laughs> David. Yeah. What happens if I'm a celebrity and maybe hosted a game show at one time? A reality uh, show. I, if I hosted a reality show and I was really famous I, and I a I celebrity, would, then could you do it without checking the actual value?
4: I would check twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's just—I mean—you really need to cover yourself because you know it's going to be broadcast everywhere, and they're going to be looking at you extra. I mean, that is—that there is nobody that would do that.
5: That's—and I, I think that's where a lot of people are not understanding this either. And I'm one of those people. I just—I—I I don't get it. I An mean, um, underwriter. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> like it's it's not it's, it, to me it shouldn't be trump that's in trouble here it should be whoever the banks were involved giving the loans but the banks never said they actually got paid back and everything was fine yeah was yeah that's going. why there, i mean there there's no real problem, victim here so it, because yeah they made they made their money back with interest so they're like what's the problem i i don't know
4: i mean you can, you can try to sell me your car for 3 million dollars and if i am foolish enough to pay for it great but
5: I'm not. But I promise you, David, it's worth that much. I pr- a pinky swear. I, you know what? I believe it, <laughs> for, to you it may be. Hey, thank you for the call. Appreciate <laughs> it. 208 336, 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. More. Day from 10 to 1. It's Dan Bongino.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI. The Idaho House of Representatives
8: has reached the 60% mark of lawmakers favoring a special legislative session. But as a key Republican Party deadline looms this Sunday, October 1st, Idaho Senate members have not reached the necessary 60% mark. And as the Idaho Press reports, while both the House and Senate now have advanced their own separate petitions on the presidential primary issue, the petitions are different and are in competition with each
5: other. Why wouldn't they be? Why should a special session of the legislature possibly being called? be any different than a regular <laughs> legislature where nobody agrees on anything, right? I
6: guess it's it's not, then.
5: State Representative Megan Blanksma, who is the House Majority Leader, spent a little time with Nate Shellman yesterday uh, talking about the process. Uh, once again, if we want to see, uh, as Idahoans, a primary for the 2024 election, we have until Saturday for the legislature to get back in special session and not only that, but just getting back into the special session is the first part of that. Then they have to vote on whether or not we're going to have a primary. As of right now, it's going to be a... Co- Do you even care at this point? Um, we're talking about
6: some people, you know, who it takes them that long to walk up the Capitol steps.
5: Yeah. Um, Megan Blanks, like I said, was on with Nate Shelman. She talked about what the process is. Uh, for trying to get a special session of the legislature with the legislators actually calling themselves back into special session, which they can do now. is a constitutional process. There's two ways
10: outside of regular session that um, the legislature can come back. One is via the governor proclamation, okay. and that happened last year. Okay. The, this time what we have are petitions by House and Senate members to come back into session. For us to come back into session, we have to have 60% of the House members and 60% of the Senate members on the same petition. Okay, So you can't have five different petitions and get 60% on each one. You
11: need to have one reason.
10: you got to have one reason. And um, you get 60% from each House on a petition. And then what happens is that the House Speaker and the Senate Pro Tem certify the signatures. So they'll sign a letter that says they've got them, which um, Speaker Moyle is going to put out, if he hasn't already, um, he's going to put out this afternoon that says that we have 60% on a petition to call the House back. We do not, however, as far as I know, have 60% of the Senate, but that's up for the pro tem to certify.
11: Okay, so the Senate pro tem lives in Eagle, which is a suburb right to the, to the left of me. Okay, as I'm staring at State Street, Eagle is 20 minutes in that direction. Now, if you go five more minutes past Eagle, you hit Star. And that's where...
10: I think it takes more than five minutes,
11: actually. you ten now, more minutes, <laughs> listen, if you hit ten minutes, you'll actually drive on State Street, you'll actually drive past Moyle Drive, yep. which I think has something to do with the Speaker of the House. It, it might, yes. Can these Incur. guys not talk to each other and come to some agreement, seeing as they literally damn near live next door to each other?
10: Well, you, you do have to remember, right, the Senate, what their petition says, uh-huh. which is consolidated elections in May was what everybody voted for. There were some technicalities that weren't included in that bill that were oversights in, as far as the technicalities of how do you file and what is the filing de- deadline for the presidential preference primary. And, and those technicalities weren't in there, but it does say all primaries. So that's what the Senate wanted. They passed the trailer bill. Right. Right. The House is where it died. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, so we're, talk- we're going from two different angles. It got
11: fouled up. How long does it take to bring the Idaho legislature back? Can you do that within 24 hours, 48
10: hours? Well, no. I think that the soonest that we could probably do it, I I spoke with the speaker earlier today, we think maybe the soonest we can do it is Saturday, but that's assuming that the Senate actually gets signatures for a House petition or that the Senate petition gets House signatures, and and we don't have that yet. And so until we have that, then we can't even start the clock, right? And, And there's a lot of logistical issues. One in particular is that the House clerk is in Europe right now. On vacation, because it's summertime. Because vacation's yeah. at, well, it's, it's yeah. fall, but fall, but they're yeah. not working. Yeah, so she's not actually here. Um, we would probably have to bring someone in, because the clerk job, everybody sees them read across the desk and, mm-hmm. and understands that. Well, there's a lot of behind the scenes. But it's a function. Yeah, it's a function, and there's technicalities, and there's moving stuff through the computer system. You have to know the computer system. You know, have to know what to enter, how to enter it, how to move things, who needs to sign what when it it,
5: it does have a function. Easy Simple. It's easy to understand as mud right there. (laughs) Um, We heard from uh, Jim yesterday, got us on Facebook once again. Well, that's clearly opaque. Saying that um, based on uh, rules of law that it would have 48 hours for the legislators to get back into town. They have 48 hours uh, that they would get notification. So today is Wednesday. Um, if, you, if they got notification today uh, that they were in agreement with the Senate and the House, that would put it Friday morning at about this time. That would still be enough time to get in and, and possibly vote on that. Um, Megan Blanksman, once again, Rep- State Representative Megan Blanksman, also House Majority Leader, was on with Nate Shelman yesterday. She gave her opinion on the chances uh, of that possibly happening.
10: If you had asked me again on Thursday of last week, I would have said absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But things have managed to move quickly, relatively for the legislature. We tend to move pretty slowly anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I I really don't know. And and the the other unsaid factor, or or the elephant in the room, is that no party... Mm -hmm has to comply with whatever the legislature decides. These are two completely different entities, right? So even if we do give them an opportunity to have a ballot in March, now, keep in mind, this is an opportunity not just for the Republican Party. There are other parties that we don't talk about, sure. But we, <laughs> there are other parties in the state of Idaho, and and this gives them the opportunity to be on a ballot. That's all it does. People need to understand party,
11: that. Constitutional Party, Libertarian Party, Democrat, Democrat party, party, yeah, uh, you know, any party, right?
10: Yeah, and so whatever political party that's registered, they can get on that ballot. It's an ability to do so. It is not a guarantee. So even if we do go in, I, people need to understand, even if we do go in, there's no guarantee that the state party of any kind, mm-hmm. Democrat, it. Libertarian, Republican, gets on that this ballot. This is just
11: for presidential primaries. And
10: this is, and also, let's understand what is it, that am is. I, am I wrong yes, on this? Yes, correct. Okay. And what this is, is this just talks about how you assign delegates to a national convention. That's what you're really voting for on these presidential primaries. You're sending a message to whatever party you're voting in, mm-hmm. whatever, on who you want Idaho delegates to vote for once they get to a national convention. That That's the actual function of it.
5: Once again, uh, that was uh, State Representative Megan Blankson. She was on with Nate Shulman yesterday. There was a lot more to that interview. If you want to hear the whole thing, uh, you can go to the podcast, uh, get that at com. Click on podcast and go to the Nate Shulman Show. Uh, you can hear uh, a little bit more about that. But that was just some of the highlights at, at this point, at this later date. And by the way, she did say that if they get special session, it does cost the taxpayers money. $40,000 a day. Mm-hmm. To call the legislature back in session, I think they could probably get this done, but it would cost taxpayers forty thousand dollars. Grand scheme of things, not a whole lot. Does it? Does this make a difference to you as of right now? Because you're looking at the difference between a primary and the caucus right now. If nothing changes, we will have a caucus next year. Now we talked about this a little bit yesterday morning. Um, the last time that Idaho had a caucus, about forty-five thousand people participated in the caucus republican republicans yeah yeah. the republican caucus and then the next time a presidential election rolled around we had a primary and about two hundred twenty-five thousand idahoans participated in the primary so it's easy to look at and say hey there are a lot more people that have the ability to participate in a primary than a caucus but in the grand scheme of things is anything going to change other than the fact that you have less people participating I mean, it, it's not it's not going to change the outcome. I don't think here in Idaho because we have such a super majority and so many more Republicans, you know, living here that it's not going to change the outcome. I, I think when you have forty, well, say say fifty thousand people as opposed are, to two hundred, unless there are a
6: number of Republicans running for the same office.
5: But this is just for the, pr- the president. But, but this is a presidential so president? primary. Yeah, this is just a okay. presidential primary. So
6: yeah, pr- probably whoever the uh, front runner is is going to end up winning anyway. You're right. Yeah regardless of Idaho's, you know, four votes.
5: At this point, I'm just curious, does it does it matter to you? And you may have, that's a good point, too. It's four votes, right?
6: Well, I mean, that's what we get in, in the Electoral College.
5: Yeah. And that's what this, I, if I... At a convention,
6: then, we'd have a few more.
5: Yeah, in, in listening, it, it's, that's basically what, what this does. It picks your delegates that go to the uh, um, convention. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that. 208 Kevin Caldwell, good morning. You're on Newstalk KBOI. Good
8: morning, guys. This is just such an absolute waste of time. I mean, Idaho's going to go for Trump no matter what, whether it's a caucus or a primary. It's You're down to the wire, but they're not going to agree on anything because the House wants them to come back in and do a, like I think it's a March primary, a closed primary, whereas the House wants them to have an open primary and they want it in may so they're already in disagreement they're not going to agree there's not going to be any compromise so just forget the special session it's just a waste of time uh dorothy moon is organizing the caucus better than it's ever been done in the past so there should be a lot more people participating i probably won't i don't you know i wish i could but
5: why why wouldn't you just out of curiosity
8: probably work schedule okay yeah, I just I, you know I'm rural. it's hard to go to a place um, they're making it difficult, that's for sure yeah. but but you know I, I kind of like to get a good night's sleep so I get up the next day and be productive. so
5: <laughs> why why it, should you be any different?
8: Uh, I, I, I just guess I uh, like to pay my taxes <laughs> but uh, these people better wake up. You know one thing I'd like to ask though is do you guys know who wrote the bill that took this thing off of
5: the off the ballot? Um, off the top of my head, I don't remember who that was. And I mean, there were, and, and that's, by the way, that's not the only screw up. Um, the other screw up uh, on this wasn't not that it wasn't included in the original bill. There was supposed to be a trailer bill um, that added it back in uh, before the end of the legislative session. And uh, before they signed, he died. Somebody forgot to do that, too.
8: You know, I agree with you. Everything I've seen, though, is Secretary of State Phil McGrain, who's hardly. An establishment enemy, and they when they met in session this last winter when they pulled this off, Dorothy McCain or Dorothy McCrain, Dorothy Moon had taken over the Republican Party as far as the the, you know, the new chairman, and they were bitter. And I think this was done on purpose and to be biting and to try to change it back to open elections, open primaries. And I think this whole thing was done on design. And if you got anybody to blame for it, it's got to be the establishment. Yeah, a lot of people didn't do their job either, but uh, I'll tell you what, be wary, don't put this on the Republican Party, put this on the people who caused it.
6: I don't know necessarily who wrote the uh, bill, but the only one really pushing it as much as McGrain was uh, Representative Dustin Manwaring from Pocatello.
5: Thank you for the call. I uh, appreciate it, Kevin. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Need to take a break. Want to weigh in? Here's your chance to do it. Phone lines are open. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com.
0: Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
5: National Radio Host Day today, by the way. So, so anybody it, who wants to call it, us up, be nice to us today. So
6: all over the country, people are celebrating radio hosts, or is it just the national radio hosts? No, it's, okay. a,
5: it's the nation that's okay. celebrating uh, radio hosts today. So if you're going to be mean when you email us or call, uh, save that for tomorrow. You can go back to being your you, as mean as you want to be tomorrow. Today, though, it's radio host day.
6: You were about to use a word rhymes with bassinine, weren't you?
5: <laughs> maybe, maybe not. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your uh, Verizon wireless. Uh, email mike at dot uh, It says, banks don't give you loans based on what you tell them the value of your property is they require proof of value from independent professional appraisals in the business i can't go to a bank and say my house is worth $900,000 and request a loan for 800,000 when it's only worth 600,000 um yeah we know that that's why that that's the question that we have and we're, we're wondering if you know if you're a uh, high powered celebrity a uh, presidential candidate if maybe there're special rules that you you can do that and banks well, won't come and, and the, actually what was the thing we were the talking value?
6: about where that requirement can be waived or something what what was that
5: oh based on uh, your neighborhood
6: something like that yeah yeah anyway
5: but once again and and I said this this morning when I said, you know, I used the example of my home because I did this. My home was, the actual value was way above the, assessed what the actual assessed value right. was. And the assessed value and actual value of homes and property almost never match up because the assessed value is usually running a year or two behind.
6: And since it usually rises every day, that's a, a bit of time. Yeah.
5: Um, so I, and like I said, I mean, Mar-a-Lago and, and loans, you know, that Trump was looking for, for were, you know, millions, if not hundreds of millions more than you or I or anybody else listening this morning would go after when we're looking for, say, a, a second loan on our home yeah. or maybe trying to get a loan on our business. Um, you know, so there, there, it's a little bit different. And I know here in Idaho, the laws are going to be different than what they were in, in New York and, and Florida, but there are some certain things that just, it still doesn't add up um and one person pointed out this morning too it's like the banks got their money back with interest so i don't understand the fraud and some people said that well the fraud is you know he's he inflated the money for loans but then when it came time to pay his taxes well he hasn't even had the irs who by the way would be the
3: Who who would uh, go
5: after him for tax fraud, not the Attorney General of New York. The (laughs) IRS would go after you for tax fraud. They're not going after him for fraud.
6: And it might be based on like a bank complaint at some point, but there weren't any of those either. Uh, Appraisal waivers allow buyers who meet certain qualifications to skip the appraisal process when buying a home. For these qualified buyers, instead of requiring a professional in-person appraisal, the lender will typically rely on automated underwriting systems to determine the value of the home
5: so still there is underwriting systems that are determining the value even though yeah it, it's completely well, generated since but people, it's still the bank in charge right since
6: banks are supposed to be in business to you know make a profit uh, one would think they'd be a little more accurate if this is yeah. what happened. Uh, Rin Tin wrote in uh, about the president's dog and says just in Fox Opinion TV reports MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, has drawn up impeachment articles against Commander for the abuse of milk bone (laughs) treats given to him by Secret Service agents.
5: Um, They'll get get him yet. If you're just tuning in the story uh, this morning, that has a story to do with uh, Commander, President uh, Trump's. German Shepherd, pet German Shepherd, who is in the White House, I don't know if it will be for much longer, um, bit another Secret Service agent yesterday. His, his 11th. Apparently the 11th time that uh, between the two dogs. The other dog had in Secret Service now, do we know members, if- and that dog got removed from the White House because they deemed it dangerous. So I don't know if we're getting up to where Commander, they're going, yeah. okay, we got to get this dog out too. Do we know if
6: that's the record? I and if, and if not, <laughs> is he going for the record?
5: I would hazard a guess. It's got 11 times has got to be a record. Mm-hmm. Have we heard of any dog biting a Secret Service or anybody else in the White House before? Or socks. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember it ever happening before. Uh, we'll take a break. If you want to get through, uh, now's your chance to do it. News coming up here next. Got two more segments on the way. Phone lines are open at 208 336 Pound 670 on Verizon wireless. If you want to call us toll free, one 800 529 You can also email chris at KBOI.com and mike at kboi.com.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our News Talk KDOI.
5: Guns and Roses are going to be here next month. And we, KBOI, we have tickets. And we, Casper and Chris, will be giving away a pair of those tickets coming up tomorrow morning. Want to pound away at the fact that if you want to win mm-hmm. those, be listening in bright and early at 6 a.m. We'll be giving away the uh, Guns and Roses tickets all morning long. Uh, see? Dude or Dudette. Somebody just texted us GNR. Um, We're not giving away the tickets yet, and that is about uh, 22 hours too early. Covering their bases for now. (laughs) Um, It will be a text and win contest. We'll give you the details coming up tomorrow morning. And like I said, we will be uh, giving you a chance to win those tickets all morning long. So be listening in just after six o'clock as we give you the details for you to get your Guns and Roses tickets here on News Talk KBOI.
6: I still think people are hearing that and going, you can win guns. And, and roses, roses
5: tickets. <laughs> yeah, what would be more popular if you got uh, free guns and some roses, or Guns and Roses tickets? I, I think mm-hmm. you it, you may be hard pressed to find out what would be more popular, uh, right?
6: Probably the free guns. If, yeah, if they I, were not thinking, and were worth more than Guns and Roses tickets.
5: Gordon, listening in council this morning. Uh, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY, listening on ninety-three point one FM. How you doing?
4: Hi. Okay. I heard you say that you wanted more, you thought your property is worth more than what it had been assessed. I think a lot of Idahoans enjoyed that situation. We get that assessment and they we think, well, I wouldn't take that for it, but there's, that's being fixed. Uh, the law says that that mark that has to be assessed at the true market value. And, uh, and a company has been hired. Now, I can't remember the name of the company it's on aviation street and Caldwell, the man who runs it, this guy named Mog, he has airplanes. He's got everybody's property on a, on a, what do you call that? Excel, uh, you know, a spreadsheet. Spreadsheet. And, yeah. Anyway, he's been contracted by most uh, Idaho counties to assess everybody's. Everybody's houses and property and farms, everything. But not Canning County, probably not Ada, but most counties. And, like, he tripled the value of my little swamp in, <laughs> in, in uh, New Plymouth. But, anyway... Uh, and and the bonuses, you know, that way you have you have a county assessor still, but he's not doing the assessing. And and if you challenge, and I've challenged assessments in court, and, and you know they make they have a process that you yeah. can challenge. That. Yeah,
5: anybody, anybody and, can and, challenge their assessment every year.
4: Yeah, I pointed out that a property had hundred-year-old uh, water pipes and electrical wires, and they would, to bring it up to code, it would take a certain amount of money. And the Canning County assessor helped me out. He oh, okay, well, let's lower that a little bit. Well, no such luck with this private company that's doing the assessment like for Payette County. In fact, they provide, they come and face you in court. You're not talking to the assessor when you go to challenge your assessment. You go talk to the president of this company. His name is Mog, M-A-A-G. And, and boy, <laughs> I didn't have any luck with him. But anyway, uh, don't worry about that discrepancy between the assessed value and what you want for it. They're going to, they're going to, you as soon as Mr. Mogg assesses your property, it will be at market value, I guarantee it.
5: But how soon can he do? I mean, if you just have, you know, Mr. Mog going around assessing properties, or even if he has a, a team of people. I mean, you're talking thousands of homes and farms that need to be assessed. It's not like they can just, at the drop of the hat, go assess, you know, everybody's oh, no. home all at
4: once. It doesn't have to go anywhere. If there's a house there, the number of square feet is there. That's all you need to know. If it's a home site, it doesn't matter if it's a pile of rocks or quality farmland. It's $150,000 for a home site, how, no matter how little. Really? And so even, even
5: if other people are buying the same exact property right next to it and paying a million dollars, that site's still only going to be worth $150,000, according to Assessor? Because if that's the case, then you do have a discrepancy.
4: Well, no, he, he, he bases his on, the, on what's the going price. To court, he brought examples
5: of properties. Oh, okay. Property. I thought you were saying oh, everything is just going to be, if it's a pile of rocks and some property, it's just going to be worth $150,000 no matter I, what surrounding oh, properties yeah. are going to be. I can
4: never say anything right. You could email that. Okay. Oh, well, I was, yeah, I was Please. just trying,
5: I just want to make sure that well, we, we understood. He did. He did. So thank you yeah, for the made, call, Gordon.
6: John wrote in uh, regarding one of the sports stories earlier. He said regarding Colin Kaepernick. Now, that's funny. I'm not sure they have made a helmet large enough to fit that ego. Colin needs to do some self-reflection and realize he's made some major missteps and is toxic. Bottom line, no matter how good he thinks he is, he's also old and totally out of practice. Good luck, buddy. He might be better to apply at ESPN
4: or Disney.
5: (laughs) Randy uh, Meridian, listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
4: Good morning, Mike and Chris. Hope you're having a great morning. Thank you, you and too. Throw on You Could Be Mine from Guns N' Roses, and that'll get you double the uh text messages, trust me. <laughs> and I'm calling in on the I, I'm a former well I former real estate agent and builder, and they're just way too many professional people that their career depends on accurate information. There's no way in the world you can make up, oh yeah, my ten thousand dollar property is really thirty thousand dollars. You know, somewhere along the line, and there's tons of legal documents in the court. I mean, somewhere along the line, those county and state officials went and measured everything. You know, there's just such a paper trail and um, computer trail nowadays that that's just garbage that uh, somebody could make up that number. The only way it could happen is if somebody had a whole lot of money and, you know, it was between two people. But then... How does that work with the legal system? Like you said, Mike, they want all their tax dollars, don't they?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, yeah. I'm not involved in the case. I didn't. Uh, I, I haven't talked to the judge. I, I don't know Trump. I don't know the lawyers involved. I, I know right. absolutely nothing. But um, some of the things I just I don't understand, and it hasn't been explained no, no by doubt. anybody as of yet either. Other than the fact that we know that the mm-hmm. judge, you know, had had the made the. Um. Oh, what's the name of it? A uh, whatever the decision he made yesterday. Uh, I'll I'll think of it here in a minute. But um, this was before sure. the court case starts next next month. Um. So well, I, there's there's someone
4: up the line that's responsible for this. There's lots of people up the line. I mean, and like you said, my house got appraised for probably half of what I'd listed for if I wanted to sell it tomorrow. And I'm glad with that, because I'm going to pay less taxes. Yeah, too. yeah. You're not going to complain about that, right? A load of taxes. No, I'm not going to call a complaint. I'm just going to do what I do. Yeah. But, you know, the, I I know for the uh, price of what's going on out there, I wouldn't be listing it for what they appraised it. Yeah. I'd be listing it for double that. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing.
5: Thank you for the call. Summary the judgment, few, by the way, was yeah. uh, the term I was looking for.
6: A... Uh, a few years ago, uh, my dad, of course, was still alive at the time, and he got a new assessment on their property, and he thought it was pretty darn high. And he called the assessor's office, mm-hmm. and uh, a guy just treated him really rudely, and the guy says, uh, well, I did that assessment myself. And my dad says, well, how, how did you do it? And the guy says, I drove by your house. And so my uh, dad said, well, I mean, could I maybe schedule an- another uh, assessment, you know, a more thorough one <laughs> where you actually and, come inside the house, <laughs> and the guy says, You can, but if we have to come out there again, I guarantee you it's going to be more than it is now. <laughs> now, my dad did file a, a formal complaint, but I don't think anything ever came of it. I was
5: going to ask how did it end up working um here's somebody uh writes in who doesn't agree with me or the previous caller says yesterday a judge in a civil case ruled trump had committed fraud by inflating the value of his real estate holdings he now faces not only prospects of having to pay 250 million dollars in damages but he also loses properties like trump tower also he can no longer conduct business in new york why would you be defending his latest disgrace with such lame unsubstantiated excuses as he doesn't establish the value when a judge has ruled he did Trump is under criminal indictment in four jurisdictions being held to count in civil cases and what a jury found to be sexual abuse committed decades ago. Do you have a Trump sticker or a flag on your vehicle? Joe and Boise. No, I don't. That's Actually, I don't know what idiotic reason you have for even saying if I have a flag on my vehicle or not. shouldn't make any difference of me questioning how this directed verdict or uh, summary judgment came about. I just, I just said I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, and and so far, and we've talked to people, banking people, who said that you don't just get to establish the value of your home by saying, my, my property is worth $600 million. I need a loan based on that. The banks always go and make sure that that's how much the the thing is worth. The
6: way that both of us follow politics and, and comment on it, it does not involve, uh, picking sides and then deciding everything said by one person is 100% correct and everything said by the other person is 100% wrong. We, we kind of more are more in the middle, and so we do ask a lot of questions that say, Prince, for instance, a complete fanatic wouldn't.
5: 208-336-3700. pounds 670 on Verizon Wireless. We'll take you a break. Uh, final chance to get through. Final segment uh, on the way. Uh, if you want to get through, we do have some lines open, I promise. Uh, Susan, stay right where you're at. I know you've been waiting patiently. I promise we'll get to you right after this.
0: And Shapiro this afternoon at
1: 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris,
2: live and local on News Talk KBOI. Judge Arthur N. Gorin of State Supreme Court in Manhattan ruled that former President Trump, his eldest sons, and his business are liable for years of financial fraud. He granted a motion by the New York State Attorney General Letitia James for partial summary judgment, meaning, in effect, that the judge said the fraud by Trump and the others was so egregious and so clear he didn't even need to wait to hear evidence and testimony at a civil trial that's scheduled to begin next week.
5: See, that sounds weird to me, too. Mm -hmm. It was so egregious, I don't need to hear the evidence.
6: Two dogs (laughs) wrote in and says, uh, Chris, if I submit an asset list to a lender and they don't vet it, that's on them. I don't believe Trump's lenders filed any fraud claims, and he indeed repaid the loans. Still not clear on what the New York AG was legitimately pursuing with this. That's two dogs and star. Yeah.
5: Uh, and I, I'm I'm right with you. That that's the part I just don't understand it, John. And maybe I'm missing something.
6: John says, bottom line, Donald Trump never touches a tape measure to figure out how large it is. Uh, billion, I'm probably still talking about property. I think, yeah. Billionaires <laughs> never touch tools or do calculations. There are people who do that for him. It's called plausible deniability. That's how wealthy people play. However, so, somebody apparently uh, would have to take the blame. And um,
5: uh, well, and, and quite frankly. Even though he has people to do it, it still comes down, it's his business. He is responsible. He is the one that takes the blame. He's the one that's being charged. Like, even an IRS agent. Not not somebody else. Even an
6: IRS agent can fill out your taxes for you, helping you. Mm -hmm. And if they get it wrong, you're still the one liable. You're the one liable, yeah. Billy C says you guys played a selective portion of the 60 Minutes audio. Actually, the whole report shows Lindsey Graham, Elizabeth Warren, and Richmond Blumenthal. I think that's Richard Blumenthal. Pointing out benefits of American aid to Ukraine i.e. no American lives lost, uh, aids the world economy, assists in keeping democracies in Europe free, to name a few. It's very similar to American aid pre-World War II.
5: Susan Caldwell, thanks for being patient. Listening on 670 AM this morning, you're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you.
9: What a rodeo you're running today. <laughs> I really I'm want to talk about our primary, but I just want to make an aside on the Trump ruling. Nobody in here is mentioning that Trump has been, that Questions have been raised for years that only one major bank will deal with, Mr. Trump. That's Deutsche Bank. And I'm wondering if a shoe is going to drop here, where when regulators are looking at a bank that apparently is accepting fraudulent information, there might be some big explosion coming over from Europe where this bank is based, or even by our regulators. But back to our um, primary... I would just like to point out, in a legislature overwhelmingly made up of lawyers, how did they manage to do this? How?
5: Well, I mean, you know, they, well, there's, there's a based, lot of things to think the, about, you know, like yeah. what you're going to have for lunch, getting together with your family. Based, uh, yeah,
6: based on the way you asked the question, I'd say sneakily. <laughs>
5: Maybe. No, I, there's a lot of people asking the same question. It's like, um, and I'm glad you pointed out, I mean, there are a lot of lawyers in the Idaho legislature. How did everybody forget this before they ended the legislative session? That's a, an, an excellent question.
9: And I looked at the voting rolls, and it was on both parties in that legislature, voted yes on that, uh, fro- what do you call it, uh Malignant bill, the, the the bill with the error, you know, that right. canceled the actual yeah. primary
6: election, the, the May thing, yeah.
9: Yeah, yeah. So, oh, and if we want to talk on about Ukraine, I can add, give you a good pointer there. The neighboring countries who are in NATO have totally depleted their armament stores supplying Ukraine. I'm speaking of the Baltic states, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. They are sitting with basically an unarmed army in each of those countries right now. That would be a good target for Putin. Hmm. I got this from Dr. Fiona Hill, by the way, (laughs) who came to Boise last week for a fantastic presentation at the Osher Institute, hosted by the Alturas Institute, our civics um, group here in Idaho. Interesting.
5: Thank you, Susan, for the call. Appreciate it.
6: Ron from Meridian says, "I suppose this judge is a better judge of value of property."
5: <laughs> uh, Darren and Cuna writes, "So they denied. Uh, this is a text message. So they denied Trump a trial and just gave a straight summary judgment. Constitution? Anyone? Mm. Question mark."
6: Rico says, "For National Radio Host Day, I would like to suggest Nate take you both out for a nice dinner tonight. No drive-throughs. P.S. Can I sit with you at the GNR concert, Chris?" Let's put it this way. If I go, yes, you can sit with me. But that's a mighty big if at this I point. like that. Uh, so Nate's taking us out to dinner. We have to um, get
5: our magic Nate ball and shake it up and <laughs> see if... Okay, it, it says no. Uh, Archie Nemesis writes in, Casper's uh, friend, the military guy, who said it's better to fight them over there than it is here is 100% wrong, wrong. Russia is as the means yeah. and the methods to attack anything they want in the U.S. with their hypersonic missiles. No, we can't shoot them down, despite what the prom- propaganda out of Ukraine says. So if you think you're safe... A continent away from Europe, you're wrong, 100% wrong, and these missiles don't necessarily have nukes on them, just high explosives. Please don't be delusional, Mike. Um, I will tell you, uh, you need to pay closer attention, Archie. That was Chris who said that and not me.
6: And the guy I was talking about. I mean, you can call him. He works at the Pentagon. Uh, and, and he is uh, actually a colonel, so. Uh,
5: thank you for the phone call. Hey, uh, we'll talk about, uh, tomorrow morning, Guns and Roses. We have those tickets to give away. We'll also talk about the GOP debate tonight. We're on a break. We'll-